What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense podcast. This is episode 70. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by my other co-host, Pope on a Rope, also known as Travis. <laughs> Travis, what's going on today? Not much. Shout out to our to our buddy that we play with on uh, on Hell at Loose that we'll never meet in person. Correct. It's a uh, it's a really funny name. It makes me laugh every time. But I, you know what? Until this very moment, I did not realize how awful the connotation of the, <laughs> of the name is. It's pretty bad because he's insinuating that he's gonna hang the Pope. Maybe he just uh, means like dope on a rope, like Ollie's defense strategy. It's just oh. the picture of the Pope leaning against the ropes mm, with George okay. Foreman just giving it to him. Well, I'm way too I'm I'm way too dark of a soul to think. Yeah, <laughs> to you think went that. off deep in. I did. I did. Anyway, uh, can we talk just momentarily about uh, your uh, your new vehicle? You you recently got a new Honda, Honda, mm-hmm. and uh, it has a econ mode and a sport mode. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we we uh-huh. went to we went to lunch today. By the way, I like to call it X Games mode. <laughs> we went to lunch today and you wanted to show me how in sport mode you can't feel the car shift which is pretty cool and then uh we made we made a stop and then we had, we continued on and you after the stop you had it in econ mode and i asked you if you were if you weren't having as much fun driving the car and you said no and would you care to tell people how, what you compared driving the car in econ mode to yeah driving the car in econ mode is like fucking <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> what's her name it's like fucking porsche spice <laughs> instead of sporty spice <laughs> can't think of what she's called fuck <laughs> uh is it porsche goth, goth spice <laughs> posh spice is that what it is posh spice yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah that's own joke no it's i don't even know which one's which to be honest i, don't I have know no either. idea so one know, of them's David of them, Beckham's wife. Yeah. One of them got knocked up by David Beckham. I don't know which one that was. Let's say it was <laughs> Porsche Spice because he you know, he probably bought Porsche cars and then just perfect segue into him, you know. Yeah. Put my dick in two Porsches. <laughs> All right. Well, we went off the rails pretty quick, but yeah. uh, anyway. Hey, that's how you become a top fifteen video game podcast on Good Pods. <laughs> <laughs> amen amen so uh anyway for the uninitiated or the noobs here to the podcast we are a weekly podcast travis where you and i get together and discuss you like how i was telling you like you you don't know that anyway we're a, <laughs> we're a weekly podcast where you and i get together and discuss all the news rumors new games and much more in the world of playstation and we do it all in under 90 minutes, and we post new episodes on Mondays on all the usual podcast services around the world, as well as YouTube, where you can also find some game streams and clips of ours, which we haven't posted in a while, actually. Also, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'll be right there waiting for you in your feeds every week. And you can find us on social media at Twitter, at the DualSense Pod as well as Facebook now and Instagram, also the DualSense Podcast. And we also have a blog at thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.co. Trying to think of anything else, anywhere anywhere else we are lately. And as Travis, Travis, Travis mentioned, we are a top 15 
podcast on Good Pods, which is like Goodreads for podcasts. And I got much to our surprise, I got an email earlier this week and it said, Hey, congratulations, you've cracked the top 100 charts. I was thinking, Oh, that's cool. You know, what are we like 99? You know, are we 100? And I opened it up and it said, Lo and behold, that we're number 14. In all video, in all video game podcasts, mm-hmm. we're number fourteen on all indie video game podcasts, and we're number twenty on the indie leisure category list. Which video games are a subgenre of the leisure category on there? So, we very much appreciate you guys checking out the show, and we're glad that you are apparently enjoying it somehow, some way, and uh, we we're very humbled and appreciative that you check out the show. And without further ado. Let's get into the news here. Number one, Ubisoft has finally answered the pleas of fans and greenlit the first mainline Splinter Cell game since 2013's Splinter Cell Blacklist, according to Tom Henderson, who apparently is now a contributing writer for website Video Games Chronicle. Development sources told VGC and Henderson that Ubisoft gave the project the go-ahead, quote, as a means of winning back fans frustrated by recent efforts to revive the franchise in the mobile and VR spaces, end quote. It is unclear which Ubisoft studio is working on the game, although two sources told VGC that it is not Ubisoft Montreal, who are the typical Splinter Cell team. And finally, sources told Henderson and VGC that despite the project being in the early stages of production, a reveal could take place sometime in 2022. Any thoughts? Lovely that they're not using the studio that typically does the Splinter Cell games. That seems (laughs) like a bad idea. It's a good sign, huh? Whatever, guys. You just stay hot over there. Winning back fans is an interesting way to put things to me. Sure that the franchise did not work on mobile or VR, which I think anybody who mm. plays Splinter Cell probably could have guessed that. Um, I don't really see that game working at all in mobile. And in VR, it seems like it would need to be at such a high level for it to be good. Does that, if that makes sense? Like It would almost Absolutely. be perfect. And I just... It, you just don't make perfect video games anymore. It, it's not a thing. Um, and I feel like when, well, I say this, I, of course it is a thing. You can make an argument for the last of any of the last of us is anything Naughty Dog's touched lately. Um, but it's just, I don't think you set out with that goal is what I mean. Um, uh, it's not really realistic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my point is, I don't think they have to really win back people because people want this game on console. They want a Splinter Cell. They want a, a serious, stealthy game that they can play. and. I don't mm. to win them back seems like I don't people are going to get the game if it looks like it's good it, it, and that's the bottom line they'll be defaultly won back like for for me you know if we made a whiteboard of this game and we storyboarded it and we had a list of goals beside that I wouldn't put win back fans like we don't need <laughs> yeah. to, it's fine it, it'll be okay like that's silly to me but I just um you know I've read a bunch of stuff about it I know you've said this too that you don't you know afraid of what the game could turn into. Um, and I think that's a bigger worry than losing fans or even what studio is working on the game, which branch of Ubisoft is working on this game. You know, the idea that it, it you know, Splinter Cell is its own thing and I don't want it to even come close to being in the realm of any other Ubisoft mm. um, entity. And I'm, I'm based off of the people who play these games, you know, Splinter Cell more than I have, it seems like that's a pretty big concern. Absolutely. That's our, I can speak collectively for all of us that that is our absolute number one fear is that Ubisoft, despite whoever the developer is on this project, is going to turn this into 
what Ubisoft has turned everything else into, meaning Assassin's Creed to people like me, mm-hmm. who are more fans of some of the older games, like Black Flag, like Origins, which is a big game in a way, but, you know, Syndicate, those, but people like me who are fans of, you know, sort of the little bit older Ubisoft, we're we're terribly afraid that they're going to bastardize this mm-hmm. franchise and make it just some huge open world game that takes, you know, 60 hours to complete. It's going to have microtransactions. It's going to have, you know, season pass and this <laughs> and that. It's going to be a live service. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then in four years, or they're going to turn it into a free-to-play battle royale, you know, like they're <laughs> doing with every other franchise mm-hmm. that they have that's Tom Clancy. Yeah. That's a real fear. The, they can let the skins go into those. That's fine. That, that's a very real fear. And it's not unfounded, in my opinion, because... I mean, we can just look at Ubisoft and see what their track record is lately. Like I said, and you know, we've, we're getting uh, Ghost Recon Frontlines free to play battle royale. They've turned the division into free to play, you know, in Heartland. And then we've got that Tom Clancy's X Defiant, another free to play shooter. So it's worrisome, that's for sure. But what if they really want to win back the fans? Then they need to make a classic in the sense of, you know, the classic Splinter Cell style games. That's what we want. And if it's a long game, if it's a 25 to 30 hour game, that's fine. You know, that, no problem with that. Don't give us a battle royale. Don't give us a huge open mm-hmm. world per se. Okay. But I will say it is, I guess the fact that they made the comment that they're trying to win back fans is a glimmer of hope because Maybe they're listening a little bit, at the very least. However, they haven't been listening for how long because they haven't made a game in a decade, and we've been asking for all that time. So (laughs) that's the flip side of that coin as well. But we'll see. It's exciting news. If Mm -hmm. If they can pay attention and they can execute, and they don't try to screw us over with a bunch of bullshit. You said an interesting thing that I think is very relevant to this conversation that i haven't really heard before which was you're a fan of old ubisoft as opposed Mm. to new ubisoft and the fact is new ubisoft is making the game so yeah Yeah. it's hard to imagine that they make an old school game like i agree with you a part of what makes you know i don't i know that hitman is a sandbox and in a sense yeah it is in a sense it's an open world but in a sense it's not um you know i feel like for a game like splinter cell or even um um, Metal Gear, like they're better when mm. you're kind of tunneled into where you need to go. Yeah, um, and you can have multiple ways of maybe dealing with issues or completing a task, but it yes. keeps your parameters short, narrow, and like mm-hmm. we still like games like that. You know, Ghost of Tsushima is technically an open world, but like when you're doing the things you're doing, it's very contained. Yeah, I just it's okay to have a game like that. I just wish they these studios understood that i don't know if they don't understand it or if they have some sort of data that says it doesn't work anymore i don't i don't know it could be but i think you kind of hit the nail on that i think hitman if you took some not necessarily like beat for beat but if you took some of that hitman formula in the sense of like in the sense that you give us levels that have choice that have Mm -hmm. some have some openness to them you know, within the mission structure of Splendor Cell, that would be totally fine. But just mm-hmm. don't just give us this gigantic 
Assassin's Creed map that you're gonna brag about how many square kilometers it is and shit. Like we don't fucking <laughs> want that, guys. It's not Ghost Recon Wildlands. It's not Assassin's Creed. So just, right. just we're pay attention. Travel. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. So just just pay attention. It's all we're asking. Pay attention. Number two, industry sales analytics firm the MPD Group released September's video game sales data this week. The big headline is that the PlayStation 5 is the United States' best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollar sales for the month, ending a 33-month streak held by the N- Nintendo Switch. Suck it, Japan. Other than that, it's like a, it's a, it makes me think of that meme because, you know, Sony is in Japan too. It makes me think of the meme where they're, uh, the guy's sitting in the church pew and then it's himself behind him with a gun to his head. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, other notable sales data includes the best-selling games on both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, which are number one, Madden NFL 22, followed by FIFA 22, NBA 2K22, Deathloop, which was number six on the overall list regardless of platform. Five was Tales of Arise, followed by Ghost of Tsushima, which was number eight overall followed by Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was 9 overall, and then Diablo 2 Resurrected, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and number 10 was Life is Strange, True Colors. Any thoughts on any of this? Well, I guess, you know, no surprise there that the top three are sports games that all came out in the last 30 days or 45 (laughs) days, whatever it is. Uh, Deathloop, I think Deathloop, being at four and six overall is pretty impressive. Um, I didn't yeah. expect it to hang up there that high, at least at this point. And I'm also surprised that Ghost of Tsushima is eight overall and ahead of Marvel yeah. Spider-Man. I didn't think that would ever pass Spider-Man. It's interesting that it's up there. I think that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of times when we get these lists, like after you get past like the seventh game, like eight through eight through ten can be just out of bounds completely weird and that's what i feel like we have here like i don't know what's happening in those last three <laughs> like why yeah. is life is strange there like you know it's whatever but yeah i mean yeah i think that to me the most interesting is that death loop is that high yeah i i think that the obviously the big takeaway is that playstation 5 found a way to dethrone the nintendo switch which had a stranglehold on the hardware market for nearly three years so that's, well, that's everybody pretty- Everybody has one now. Maybe that's part of it. That could be it because they don't have a new model of switch other than the OLED model that just came out, but there's not a, like a, there's not a, a switch to, abs- yeah, there's not a switch to, there's not a switch pro, whatever. So that's a good point. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this trend continues into the next month and then we'll know if it was just a blip on the radar or if something, there's a shift here. And then one thing that I, that stood out to me about the list is that MLB, the show is not on here for, I think maybe the first time. Uh, anyway, so I thought that was interesting that the show sells have really tailed off here, but it is getting to football and basketball season. So mm-hmm. I guess not too big of a surprise. Deathloop yeah. debuting at number four. You know, that's that's pretty good, as you said. I mean, it's the not only non-sports game. I mean, it is. It's the number one non-sports not, game. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it is, I mean, Madden, FIFA, NBA, those are all juggernauts annually, regardless. So Deathloop, pretty good there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, that is a good point about it being number eight and now being ahead of Miles Morales. So that's about it, really. But uh, we'll see what P- PS5 does next month in hardware sales. 
Number three, to no one's surprise, Travis, Sony Santa Monica Studio announced on the PlayStation blog this week that 2018's God of War will be coming to PC platforms on January the 14th. The developer also revealed that the franchise reboot has sold 19.5 million copies on PS4 as of August 2021. The PC version will feature true 4K and unlocked frame rate, as well as a myriad of other graphical options typical on PC, such as ambient occlusion and improved reflections, as well as NVIDIA's deep learning super sampling and reflex low latency technology. And finally, okay. the P- <laughs> and finally, the PC port will include full support for the DualShock 4 and DualSense controllers. So, what do you think? Are you surprised by this at all? Or? If you're playing PC games with controllers, like, what are you doing this for? Just because you get better <laughs> graphical fidelity? Is that all you're getting out of having a PC at that point? Yes. I just, okay. All right, I'll buy that. I guess that's enough. Not for me. I mean, I wouldn't spend, you know, $1,500 on a badass PC to play it on a controller. Like, I, I feel like I'd want to use a mouse and keyboard. Like, at that point, why not just be a PC master race? Right. Anyway. Right. <clears throat> yeah, again, this is in the long line of, uh, you know, PlayStation exclusives hitting the PC. It's going to be more and more common. I, I guess for mm-hmm. the foreseeable future, this is what we're going to have. At some point, all of our exclusives will make their way to PC, which is cool. I mean, I'm sure it will look badass in true 4K with an unlocked frame rate. That'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Improved reflections are always interesting. Like, and maybe this goes back to: Are we going to talk about the GTA trailer? Uh, yes, I didn't oh, get that uh, far it, down. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. All right, but anyway, yeah, improved reflections is like one of those things that you don't even register, and then like it's like subconscious. You're like, man, this looks really nice, or or you're something about it's really really grabbing you about the game, and then it's little things like that or ray tracing little bitty things that seem like you i don't know they get hyped up so much that i think people have bigger expectations of them than they really are but i think on the surface level when you look at things like that they add a depth to the game that kind of um it almost hides in plain sight once you're if you weren't aware of them you wouldn't look for them if that makes sense but it adds a depth of feel so yeah i'm sure like like really the two again no like you said no surprise this is going to keep happening but i'm sure it'll look awesome yeah, and I think now we just have to figure out what the next game is going to be. You know, if if you remember a while back now, there was that leak that Uncharted Four was going to be coming to PC, which I guess they've already announced that though. Yeah, they already announced that because they're calling it the Thieves Collection, the Thieves End Collection, or something like that. So I guess that's already happening. So I wonder what's coming after God of War. Um, we don't. I guess we don't know for sure. But like you said, yeah, it's going to keep happening, and uh, it'll just be after. These games have been out for a couple of years or so. Uh, the The biggest takeaway for me from all of this is that God of War has sold almost 20 million copies on PS4, which is insane, mm. really, for that for that style of game and uh, really for a Sony game in general. So that's quite a success, critically and commercially. Number four, a flurry of intriguing PlayStation rumors emerged this week. For starters, Sony Interactive Entertainment posted a job for a senior software engineer to work on PS5's rendering API, and specifically mentions working on, quote, the architecture of multiple generations of PlayStation consoles, end quote. Perhaps ending at the no doubt in development PS5 Pro. Also, a new report from some place called Marzipan Games claims that Sony has around $13 to $18 billion in the budget for further acquisitions. And finally, a new rumor from Xbox-era podcast host 
Nick Baker claims that Bloodborne 2 is indeed in development at newly acquired Bluepoint Games. In addition, Baker claims that a Bloodborne PC port is complete and that Bluepoint will also be remastering the original for PlayStation 5. Any thoughts? Oh, I'll start at the bottom. Um, Nothing about the Bloodborne stuff is surprising. I thought we already (laughs) knew that. And um, also, Nick Baker can lick my asshole since he has an Xbox podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Um, the nicest guy on the planet. He probably is. He has a nice name. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Sony wants to, you know, throw like 10 grand at us to buy out the podcast. That's cool. I mean, you got some money to spare. I'm not asking for a billion. I don't want to be, you know... (laughs) I'm, I'm trying. I'm not trying to be Elon Musk. I'm just saying. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, in regards to the to the job posting, um, obviously, I hope to God it means that it's a PS5 Pro. I do not want that to mean at all <laughs> that they're working on the PS4 still. I don't need oh, that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, for the love of God, please let that be the PS5 Pro. Mm-hmm. That's I, a good I point. Mean, it has to be um because there's no shot they're even thinking about what the six can do in any real way at this point um i think that's unrealistic they might be a few years away from that but yeah my presumption is it would be the five pro and this may be the first pro just based off of this job description that i would be interested in buying i didn't buy the ps4 pro i didn't buy the only upgrade i remember buying was i think i got a ps3 slim and um oh, yeah. the only reason I got that was because my big fat PS3 was about to die. It was just like gargling when I turned it on, so I didn't really have a choice. But this might be the first pro upgrade I would get. Of course, I'll have to get like a 9K TV or something, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I So I'm a little skeptical. I'm kind of just jumping in the middle here, but I, I'm a little skeptical of that 13 to $18 billion number that Sony has that much. To, for further acquisitions. Now, let me back up. If it's Sony as a company, okay, the, the entire company, I can probably buy that. Like, if it's just PlayStation, there's no way. Like, they're not going to give PlayStation $13 billion because if you think about it, it cost Xbox, Microsoft, $4.5 billion to buy Bethesda. So I guess maybe if that's company-wide, Sony-wide, then yeah, I guess I could buy that. So, mm. but yeah, it's it, true. I would... Yeah, but I would love to know what the breakdown is. Like, does PlayStation, does the PlayStation, meaning Sony Interactive Entertainment, is the division of, is that division, does that mean they have five billion or do they have two billion? Like, what do they have? So I think that's more likely than saying PlayStation <laughs> has 13 to 18 billion. That just seems yeah. not, not accurate. And then I got I, half a billion in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bank of America. Uh, <laughs> But I'm like you, I hope that this is the PS5 Pro because no offense to you guys still playing on PS4, but it's time, right? Like it's time. I mean, I hope you guys are able to get your PS5, but it's time. We got to go. It's time to go. Like we can't hold the plane, you know, at the terminal anymore. We got to go. Yeah. It's the last fucking chopper out of Vietnam. (laughs) Exactly. We got to fucking get there, guys. We got to get there. So definitely hope that as well. And then, like you said, the Bloodborne stuff, it's just rumors and speculation at this point, but there's so much, like we talk about, there's so much smoke behind this now that it's, I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. Like we know for a fact, blue points working on bloodborne that's on the way. So exciting stuff. People have been begging for that much. Like we've been begging for a splinter cell game, much higher chance that you get a good remaster of bloodborne and a good sequel. than we get a decent splinter cell game, by the way. 
Number five, Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions revealed the first trailer for the upcoming Uncharted film this week, Travis, featuring Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, Mark Wahlberg as Sully, and Antonio Banderas as the movie's antagonist. Still don't know that guy's name. The trailer featured the series' signature action, a touch of humor, and a major set piece involving a cargo plane that is ripped straight from the games. Uncharted will release in theaters on February the 11th in the United Kingdom and February the 18th in the United Mm -hmm. States. We think. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Did you know the United Kingdom is multiple countries? I did. Yeah. And like, so what is Great Britain then? Multiple countries, but less than the United Kingdom? Haven't we talked about this? What, didn't we look this up on the show one time? So <laughs> I don't know. United it, it wasn't that important for me to remember it. <laughs> so it's, it's United Kingdom. And then within the United Kingdom, you have Britain, which is like a state here in the States. And then you have Wales. And then you, and then you have uh ireland and then northern ireland i think is the four states if you will that make up what is scotland the uk oh scotland yeah so five so i guess there's five states if you will that make up the uk i think anyway continue just because that makes sense anyway what a what a <laughs> cool political system that can't use euros anymore mm. um just write it in just write it in and let me know write it in and let me know because <sighs> I, I do love the scotland I'm a big Scotland fan. Oh, I love Mostly of your accents. I don't know what the hell you're saying. There's a girl on the Great British Bake Off. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. She has she has orange in her hair. Every time she talks, I just put my hands up. I'm like, I don't know what she's saying. Unrelated. <laughs> you know, I think we were all skeptical about this movie, especially after what Tom Holland said and some other things uh, that we've heard from production and kind of post, I know post-filming i guess you could say but i thought the trailer actually looked really good what we saw of tom holland wasn't that bad mark Wahlberg actually seemed like a decent sully uh even the stuff that like you know tom holland was saying sounded like nathan drake obviously i mean they wrote the part after him but like it it didn't feel forced and it didn't feel like he was being a shitty actor either which is what i was assuming was going to happen so we seem to have (laughs) dodged those bullets a little bit the the set piece out of the plane like when he's jumping into those boxes it looks just like the game like when it does you 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 almost jump like an ape sometimes you know and yeah he looks like that coming up those boxes and like his humor um, that they've written, kept from the game, that, you know, it seems to translate to the to the movie really well. Especially like one of the things I really liked. I don't know if it'd be in the movie, but did you notice like in the trailer they would pop up the words like like in John Wick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't gotten the chance to look, but I wondered if it was like a producer that's worked on both of those movies, or if it's a similar uh, type feel. But yeah, I mean, I'm I've went from being not interested in the movie because I was afraid it was going to ruin one of my favorite games. So now I'm pretty optimistic about it. It might be the most I've been excited for a video game movie just based on a trailer. Yeah, I went, I I agree. I went from highly, highly skeptical to excited for it. I I think, I mean, this, this isn't, I don't, I don't know if this is the majority opinion. I feel like it's pretty 50, 50 online, but I think the trailer was actually very good. And that may in part be because my expectations were so low, but I I was really pleased with it and surprised by it. And I think it looks like I mentioned in the write-up, you know, it's got all those kind of beats and touches that we're used to from the games. The two things that I did want to mention that I think people are kind of hung up on or not feeling or whatever are the, are the look 
of the characters and how they don't look like necessarily people from the game. Like obviously Tom Holland doesn't look like Nathan Drake. Right. You know, Mark Wahlberg doesn't look like Sully per se. I have a theory that PlayStation Productions is preparing to make this a series or at least a trilogy and that the idea is that these are young versions of these characters in a way and that, you know, obviously the people are going to get older if they make, you know, three movies over 10 years or whatever. So I feel like that's the reason possibly behind that. I'm just totally speculating. You guys know I love a good conspiracy. And um, the other thing is that, oh man, I'm already, I forgot the other thing. Oh, they did, they did tie in his brother into the trailer too, though, that we had in the last game. Mm, yeah. That's really interesting that they pulled him in from yeah, the fourth movie that. or the fourth game, fourth movie, fourth game. <laughs> anyway got my last point but uh i think that's just my theory on why they look so young oh the other thing i was going to say is that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having some issues tonight but the other thing i was going to say is that kind of hand in hand with that are the fact that i you it's not they don't want it to be the video game per se you know what i'm saying like right. if you just try to straight up copy the game then you're never going to win anyway but if you say hey this is uncharted and we're kind of doing our own take on that universe, that storyline, and this is it. So I think that's also part of what they're trying to do too. And I appreciate it. Definitely that. opens the door. It keeps it, it gives you a little bit more of a chance of success. Number six, several PlayStation exclusives have been nominated for the Games Radar's 39th annual Golden Joysticks Awards. Deathloop was nominated for Best Multiplayer Game, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart for Best Visual Design. Housemark for Studio of the Year, Ghost of Tsushima, Iki Island for Best Game Expansion, Returnal for Best Audio, Jason Kelly for Best Performer as Colt Vaughn and Deathloop, Ozioma Akaga for Best Performer as Juliana Blake in Deathloop, Jennifer Hell as Rivet in Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart for Best Performance, Dreams for Best Game Community, God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West for Most Wanted Games, the PS5 was nominated for Best Gaming Hardware, Returnal, Deathloop, Ratchet & Clank, Death Stranding, Director's Cut, and Kena Bridge of Spirits were all nominated for PlayStation Game of the Year. And finally, Deathloop and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart were both nominated for the overall Game of the Year. Does anything stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, none of that's really terribly surprising. Um, Housemark for Studio of the Year is pretty dope. Um, that's that's pretty sweet. You know, if I was them, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Uh, it's like we finally did something. Um, Dreams for Best community, Game Community, which is interesting. I'd love to know how they developed that. Now, I assume it's because the community in Dreams has built so much stuff, so that makes sense. But yeah. like, the Hell at Loose community is pretty cool. Um, everybody that we played with that takes it seriously... Um, not only are they willing to help you out if you do something stupid, but they work together pretty well. At least our group does. So I think that might be something that maybe next year could get nominated. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Kane and Bridge of Spirits made it for PlayStation Game of the Year. That's pretty cool for those guys. I know that mm -hmm. I felt like that there, you know, before it came out, there were some rumblings that it might not be as good as people thought, but it seems like it's been great from everything I've seen. I am surprised to see the Death Stranding director's cut make that. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's, you know, it, I don't know. That just feels a little bit insider baseball to me. Like, I don't really know that, that that did enough to qualify, but maybe there's not really anything else to pick from as far as yeah. they're concerned. But yeah, I mean, nothing there is too surprising. Uh, maybe overall game of the year, not having Returnal might be surprising for some people, um, especially yeah, with, they, 
with Deathloop jumping it, and they're the same kind of loop loop type game. Yeah. So you know that implies that Deathloop is better than Returnal, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. They're, they're, it's apples and oranges um, at, at the end of the day. Uh, they're both foods, but they're different. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, that's it. I mean, I just I, I really like the golden joystick name, and I can't believe it's been around for forty years. It's been around since the eighties. Right. I which surprised me. I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. I I didn't realize Games Radar has been around for that long. I'm sure they probably had a different name, but right. uh, yeah, I would I would agree with you that Death Stranding Director's Cut is kind of weird being nominated for PlayStation Game of the Year. I mean, I I know that I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I just don't. I don't know about that. I don't get it. I guess I maybe I would feel differently if I played the director's cut. In terms of the other stuff, Returnal is a, I mean, to me, Returnal is like a shoe in for the best audio, I think. Okay. Uh, it's very Why incredible. Oh, just, because it moves around a lot in your headset? Yeah, it's really great implementation of the 3D audio, in my opinion. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. And uh, in terms of game of the year, I'm trying to think if Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank, if either one have a real chance. I don't. I don't know what really that they're up against. I'm, I'm sure there's obviously some other very good games, but I would say Deathloop probably has the best chance of the two of winning overall game of the year. But we'll see. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank doesn't seem serious enough. Not that Deathloop. <laughs> I guess Deathloop's kind of goofy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It, it's hard to imagine a game like Ratchet and Clank winning game of the year. It would be like. I don't know. It, it would be like Boise State beating Oklahoma. Yeah, it would be like, yeah, exactly. It would be like Knack or like a Lego Batman oh, yeah. game winning game of the year or something. I don't know. Probably not a great comparison, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. I don't, I don't remember when they are actually going to be. I guess I could have wrote that in here, but uh, anyway, I'll, I'll update you guys and let you know when those are actually <laughs> going to be at some point. Not important. Not important. Probably December. It's a safe bet. Number seven, Rockstar finally pulled back the curtains on the upcoming Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition on Friday. As previously leaked, the collection will feature high resolution textures, revamped lighting, increased draw distances, and on PlayStation 5, 4K resolution at 60 frames per second. We also got confirmation that Grand Theft Auto 5 style controls have been brought to the classic games, including an improved targeting system. We also learned that the remasters have added mission restarts and GPS waypoints for a much more modern touch. The remaster trilogy will launch digitally on PS4 and PS5 on November 11th, with a physical version coming on December the 6th. And as a nice surprise, Grand Theft Auto 3, the definitive edition, will be added to the PlayStation Now service on December the 7th. What do you think? I watched the trailer, like I told you earlier today. That, you know, it's still... It still doesn't like light a fire under me. Um, it, it, yes, it looks better. It's, I mean, it literally looks like the game before that has been cleaned up, and that's exactly what they did. Um, it, they, there is no trick marketing here. It is, you know, it's everything is the textures are crisper, it's clearer, um, brighter. You know, because like I do feel like when I think about those games in the past, they had a certain like like dinginess to them or like a tent to them if that makes sense i don't really know how to yeah. explain it but it, no, I know maybe what you're saying maybe just the crispness of the textures kind of cleaned all that up but yeah it looks a lot better they still have blockheads which you know part of me is like just make it look like gta 5 i know it's not realistic but part of me just yeah. thinks what's the point of doing it without doing that but having the blockheads is a bit nostalgic and it's kind of funny um yeah 
I wonder if the new controls, there is a mission I never beat. I can't remember if it was GTA three or if it was San Andreas, but you have to fly, you have to fly like a, like a, like an airplane, like a remote control airplane and, and follow this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't beat it. Never could beat it. I actually quit playing the game. That's how annoyed I got. I just stopped really? playing the game. Never beat it. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I remember that mission you're talking about, though. Was that four? I don't know. It was one of those. It was one of those. I don't know. Yeah. I quit playing the game, so I wonder if these new <laughs> targeting systems... Because I think you had to like, shoot something, maybe, or take a picture. I wonder mm. if these new targeting systems or these new style controls will make that easier. I mean, honestly, if you told me that it made that mission easier, I would probably replay the game just to beat it because it like it's always bothered me that I could never beat it. Yeah, I, I think that it probably will fix that issue for you. And I think that was one of the, the things that I saw that people were hoping for the most is that they would update the controls because I mean, they're PS2 games, you know, they're not going to control very well mm-hmm. anymore. And I'm sure that if we went back and tried to play the PS2 versions right now that we'd be like, Holy shit, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, I am pretty excited for this, I think. And I really didn't have any, expectations again for this either i knew it was coming and i you know hadn't really thought about getting it i just thought like oh okay cool they're gonna just kind of do a couple things like up the resolution or whatever but after seeing the trailer and reading what all they're doing it's it's a pretty extensive remaster in my opinion and i hear you on the character models and stuff but i think that they were trying to just maintain the feel and the charm of the of the old games you know because at some point, like we talked about last week, or yeah, last week, at some point a remake or a remaster becomes a remake. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I don't think they wanted to go that far, but I think they wanted to, to make a substantial upgrade. And I think they've done that. I think they've, I mean, without having played the game, but just based on what they're telling us and showing us, I think that they've accomplished that. Um, but we'll see if it actually is as good as it looks when it comes out. I am leaning towards getting it. It is sixty bucks. Um, some people are complaining about that. I think that's reasonable. Twenty bucks in my, a game. Yeah, I think it's reasonable in my opinion. Twenty dollars a game for a remaster, and I don't. I don't see any issue with that. If you're on the fence, then just wait until December the seventh and try the first one, which is the third game on PlayStation Now, and then you can make up your mind. But I think I'm there. Number eight, we also have a lot of news nuggets, Travis. We have so many, in fact, that I broke Microsoft Word earlier today when I was trying to type because we got into the, <laughs> the triple letters uh, here toward the end of the little bullet points. So here we go. First nugget, PlayStation announced a new state of play stream for Wednesday, October the 27th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. The presentation will be around 20 minutes and include, quote, New looks at previously announced games, from, plus a few reveals from our partners around the world, end quote. And I forgot to note here, but this they did say that this showcase will be only third-party developers. So do you have any uh, thoughts really quick here about what we, what we may see? Anything you're hoping for? I have no idea what we'll okay. see. I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, I just want to learn stuff about Gran Turismo. Mm, and that's, yeah. that doesn't, that's not going to fall in here so i don't really know what we'll see i mean yeah I mean, it would not surprise me if we got another rockstar trailer <laughs> I, yeah it could be i think that you're going to see gran turismo stuff in december i think they're going to do another event in december and we'll have some first party stuff maybe second party stuff i this is kind of a, a nice surprise i 
people for a while that were clamoring for Sony to do something and then it's kind of fallen off and things have just been kind of, you know, we're just cruising along here. We've got games coming out now. It's fall. There's a bunch of stuff coming out in the holiday season. So we haven't really been thinking about it. Then they just pop up with this. So this is a nice little surprise. I have a couple of guesses that we're going to see like that Hogwarts legacy game. Maybe we'll see final fantasy 16 possibly. I think we're going to see a couple of indies. I'm hoping, as always, hoping that we get an update on Little Devil Inside. I'm going to try to keep willing that into existence. Uh, I don't know if that game even exists anymore, but I really hope Little Devil Inside is there. That's my number one request. So we'll see. Keep shoveling coal in that train you're driving. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Next Nugget developer CD Projekt Red announced that the PlayStation 5 versions of both Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 have been delayed to 2022. Cyberpunk will release sometime in the first quarter of next year, while The Witcher 3 has been pushed to the second quarter. It's weird that the newer game is going to come out. Well, I guess that's not totally weird. I guess that makes a little bit of sense now that I think about that. But anyway, they've been they've been delayed. Yeah, it seems like their their cyberpunk failure is leaking over into The Witcher now. I know that I know it's just a PS5 version, but now now it's starting to feel like a company wide thing. That's a problem, mm, mm, as opposed well, to just just like the unit that worked on cyberpunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of company wide, CD Projekt also announced this week that they have acquired developer The Molasses Flood, the studio behind The Flame and the Flood and Drake Hollow, and they've already been put to work on their own game based on one of CD Projekt Red's IPs. So oh, that's they, what you were trying to say. Yeah, not their own cam, their own game. <laughs> what is cam based? What does that mean? <laughs> so they're so they're so busy trying to remaster or remake shit, whatever, upgrade shit, they had to go buy a team to make a real game, make a new game. Anyway, mm, that, that's not Yeah, that's not probably really what happened, but from the money they promised to refund people. <laughs> probably. Also, we learned this week that Gran Turismo 7 will have an updated damage model, apparently, and fan-favorite original original Gran Turismo track, Deep Forest, will be making its return. You excited? Oh, yeah, we've been wanting that for a while. Uh, a lot of us were upset. Not upset. We were just annoyed when it wasn't on GT Sport. Deep Forest is just a fun old track. It's um, it's technical, but it's fast. It's It's always looked nice on the older games, so it'll be cool to see what it looks like upgraded. It's a game that they made. Polyphony made it a game, obviously. It's a fucking yeah. track is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. I told you before, they've done a really they do a really good job with their own tracks with elevation and uh different types of corners and, and they've you know, they made tracks that are hard to pass on, that are easy to pass on, that are technical, that are just super speed speedways basically. So yeah, anyway, it's just a it's just a nice nostalgic fallback. Next nugget, PlayStation characters have invaded the firm's UEFA Champions League promotional campaign as the likes of Kratos, Aloy, and Ratchet and & Clank can all be seen in the latest official sponsor for broadcast ads. Or, Jesus, in the latest official sponsor broadcast ads. Having another stroke. Warner Brothers revealed new trailers for both Suicide Squad, Killed the Justice League, and Gotham Knights at the DC Fandom event last weekend. Developer Two Point Interactive shared that their upcoming physics-based Space Station maintenance game, Heavenly Bodies, will support the PS5's features, including DualSense and 3D audio on the PlayStation blog this week. 
I just, I imagined, <laughs> I just imagined theme hospital, but you're in heaven and like all these <laughs> dead people are coming into heaven and you have to fix their body. Cause you're like in heaven, you're supposed to have all your ailments gone. So they're coming in uh, and you're like fixing them in the heaven hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, way uh, off base. You are, this is more like game beasts meets space station simulator is, uh, it's, it looks pretty fun actually and funny, but, uh, it's only local co-op. So that sucks. Also, website PushSquare reported that Halo creator Marcus Lato has joined Electronic Arts as a game director at a new Seattle-based studio that is focused on making first-person games. Oh, sweet. And bring in, they're bringing NBA Live back. This guy's driving the wagon. <laughs> a first-person NBA Live. Uh, let's see here. Also, arcade racer Hot Wheels Unleashed is adding Batman-themed content with the DC Supervillains racing season, which runs November 11th through January the 18th. The season will include both free and paid content for players. And on December the 2nd, the game's first major DLC called the Batman expansion will bring a new career map inspired by Gotham city and the Batcave as a new environment. Man, you you know how, like when we're driving on the road and I see a piece of wood and I'm like, I want that. Yeah. That's how I feel about this. I'm like, I want that. I want I that. Bat, I want that Batman car. Man, I want that Batman car. I want that Batmobile. I'm not going to lie. I was already intrigued by this game because we've talked about the really good reviews it's got right it's gotten <laughs> and then they come out with this as their first expansion and add-on content and i was like oh fucking a i like batman i like cars i like i like bat yeah. caves yeah I like, I like cars I like caves oh it's tempting i like, I like the month of december <laughs> uh, also, Assassin's Creed Valhalla received its free Viking Age Discovery Tour update this week if you want to learn something about Vikings. PS5 faceplate company D-Brand, or D-Bag, has redesigned and brought back their black faceplates called Dark Plates 2.0. D-Brand dared Sony to sue over the redesigned plates, writing on Reddit, quote, if they want to try, they better be ready to pay our legal fees, end quote. Mm -hmm. If they want to fuck around and find out, so that says. <laughs> That's basically a nice way of saying they can fuck around and find out. By, by the way, D-Brand, if you go up a couple of, just rewind a couple of minutes, they have like $15 billion. Just let them have it. You're not going <laughs> to exactly. win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, these guys are, I don't know why they're trying to poke the bear. Just make your shit and sell it and be quiet. Maybe they'll, also, maybe they'll leave you alone. I love that it's on Reddit. I imagine that there's a post and then like 55 comments down, they said that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the CEO of the company. Like, hey, they want to fuck around. They can find out. Next nugget. Sony Pictures Entertainment has sold GSN Games to smartphone gaming giant Scopely for $1 billion with a B dollars. For reference, Sony acquired Television's Game Show Network back in 2019 including their video game subsidiary GSN Games, which was tasked with developing online and mobile gaming, mobile gambling games like Wheel of Fortune. The upcoming Elden Ring from developer from software has been delayed from January 21st to February the 25th. However, in a bit of good news, publisher Bandai Namco announced a closed network test will take place from November the 12th through November 15th. Interested players can register now for a chance to play the test on Bandai Namco's website. Ubisoft's upcoming open-world extreme sports game, Riders Republic, will get a free four-hour trial on both PS4 and PS5. The trial will be available from October 21st through October 27th, so up until the release date. PlayStation released a limited beta update for the PlayStation app on mobile devices this week, 
allowing PS5 users to upload screenshots and video captures, which can then be viewed and shared through the app. The beta is currently only available in Japan and Canada for iOS users only. No Man's Sky received its fourth expedition this week called Emergence, and it focuses on events around gigantic sandworms. Fuck that. Yes. Tremors bullshit. This is some Tremors bullshit. You know what also, you know what also has a giant sandworm? Who? Dune. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you. No, uh, I don't know about your sandworms. Uh, also, Vampire received a surprise PS5 patch this week, boosting the game's performance to 60 frames per second and 1440p, 1440p resolution. <laughs> God. Your voice died. I did. It just shut off. And uh, I'll have something to say about this a little bit later in the show. Next nugget, a new PS5 firmware update dropped this week, and you guessed it, it improves system performance. Sony had a new patent approved recently that would allow streamers and viewers to temporarily or permanently remove players from multiplayer games, and we've reported on this before on the show that it was a filed patent, but it has since then been approved. DICE revealed the remaining five launch specialists for Battlefield 2042 this week, as well as a breakdown of what changes are incoming for the game's launch on November the 19th or November the 12th. If you get the gold edition, Travis, you can read a full breakdown on their website if interested, but suffice it to say that many of our complaints have been addressed, while some have not. <laughs> Post-noir narrative adventure game Backbone has is coming to PS4 and PS5 on October the 28th. When did noir end? Noir end? Yes, his post noir. Oh, post noir. I don't know. Uh, when <laughs> yeah. did it start? I don't know I, any of those questions, answers. Yeah. I don't know. Post dark. I don't know. That's a, that's a good point, actually. I hadn't thought about that. Also, Bithel Games announced that Twisted Classic Card Puzzle Game, The Solitaire Conspiracy, will come mm-hmm. to PS5 on November the 3rd. That's what they called it. Isn't that what it was called when uh, Epstein hung himself? The Solitaire <laughs> Conspiracy? Uh. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Chinese publishing giant NetEase Games have acquired developer Grasshopper Manufacturer, which is led yeah. by Suda51. They make, okay, well, first of all, Suda51 is a gamer. That's not, a, that's not anything. It's just a dude who plays games as a screen name. And I think Grasshopper <laughs> makes mowers. <clears throat> they do. They also, it's also one hell of a cookie. A Grasshopper cookie? Yeah. What's you that? Never a, never had a Grasshopper cookie? I've never had a Grasshopper. Oh, wow. What are you wow, talking wow. about? It's the Keebler brand of thin, uh, thin Mint, Girl Scout Thin Mints. They call them okay, grasshoppers. Here we go. Jesus Christ. I went to a fucking county school. We didn't have Keebler Elf. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You never had a little Keebler Elf grasshopper cookie. Wow. No, what does it taste like? What a fucking life. It tastes just like a Thin Mint, a Girl Scout Thin Mint. Why would I not just get a Thin Mint? It's cheaper. What? There's it's no cheaper. fucking way. Those yeah, fucking Girl Scout Thin Mints, or you know how expensive those things are? You can get like, you probably get 15 of those for like $10. You can get, you know, 40 from Keebler for okay, what, well, three bucks, three bucks. First of all, they're not called the Girl Scouts anymore, you sexist asshole. What do they call them then? The, they're okay. All, they're, just all, they're all the Scouts. Oh, then why, no did sex this, anymore. why did this lady call me the other day and say, hi, this is so-and-so from the Girl Scouts, literally called me at work and identif- identified herself as a Girl Scout troop. Why do, why do people still drive around with a Confederate flag? <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche, touche. 
That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Man, I remember the way it was. I remember when we used to call the Scouts Girl Scouts, and I remember when we used to have this country divided into two different countries. <laughs> the way it uh, should have been. Jesus Christ, what a time. <laughs> okay, all good points. Anyway, <laughs> next, <laughs> we're getting off the rails here. Next nugget. Xbox Game Studios executive Matt Booty praised PlayStation's great name. PlayStation's blockbuster game pipeline this week, telling kind of funny games, terrible name. Quote, hats off to Sony and their studio system and the leaders that they've got there. I mean, it's fantastic. You can't argue with the quality and the craft and the games that they've delivered, end quote. I mean, I I basically only play theirs. I don't even know what we have. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice little compliment from Matt there. It's, you know, not console warring stuff. So that was, that was kind of him. Mm-hmm. Publisher Square Enix shared footage of its canceled game, Tomb Raider Ascension, as part of Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary. The title was a horror game in development at Crystal Dynamics, which later morphed into the 2013 reboot. And I watched a brief snippet of this and it looked awful. <laughs> Uh, I can see why they didn't go that route. (laughs) (laughs) Also, abandoned developer Blue Box Game Studios said in a statement on Twitter that they have been receiving death threats and have asked the authorities to get involved. So they brought it up. I mean, that's first of all, that sucks. You shouldn't. That's terrible. They shouldn't be getting their lives threatened over a fucking video (laughs) game. But they, they, they have, you have to also have some awareness. Like it's 2021. People are fucking stupid. And you egged it on. You egged it on. You got to quit. And then they have quit. But mm-hmm. yeah, also, it's like not that serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, guys, that I mean, guys, like, we don't need to death threat people. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, they're being kind of douchey about some stuff, but that doesn't mean we have to murder them. Yeah. Don't threaten somebody's life over a game you're going to forget about in fucking two years. Next nugget, a recently updated page on Ubisoft's website reveals that the upcoming Rainbow Six Extraction is scheduled to release on January 20th. Activision Blizzard's Fran Townsend told employees in an email that 20 people have been fired from the company thus far, with another 20 being disciplined from all their scandal going on over there. Bungie announced that in addition to the Witch Queen expansion and season passes being paid add-ons, dungeons added in year 5 will now also be separate purchase options. Oddworld Soulstorm will get an enhanced edition at some point in the future that will be free to current owners on PS4 and PS5. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. SnowRunner, Fallout 76, Minecraft, Neverwinter, Black Desert Online, Fortnite, World War Z, Call of Duty Duty Warzone, Diablo 2 Resurrected, Hunt Showdown, Aliens Fireteam Elite, Fall Guys, and Apex Legends. So you're waiting for something to be fixed now's the time to check call of duty vanguard will weigh in at just under 27 gigabytes on your ps5 without the day one patch according to twitter handle playstation size this is can't be real like there's no way that game's gonna be 27 gigs so that day one patch has to be gigantic because you know it's gonna be over 100 gigs i mean (laughs) that's a huge fucking patch it's not a patch that means the game is the patch (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly it's gonna be gigantic so don't get your hopes up also, over 30,000 FIFA 22 players have been hit with a seven-day ban from EA Sports for exploiting a no-loss glitch in the Ultimate Team mode where if you were lo- if you were losing, you could hit the PlayStation button and dashboard and it wouldn't count as a loss. Oh, well, again, guys, it's not that serious. Yeah, agreed. Just take the L. Yeah, just don't spend $50,000 on foot credits or whatever. and that, that That's probably why you're doing it. 
Yeah, no shit. Also, a rock star job listing for a visual effects art, visual effects artist suggests that Grand Theft Auto Six may have destructible skyscrapers. Very intriguing. That seems depressing. Why? Because that is like every online lobby, all the skyscrapers are going to be down. Every it's going to oh. look like Baghdad. <laughs> it's going to look like New York on nine eleven. Oh man. Yeah, it's not too soon, <laughs> is it? It's twenty fucking years ago. That was fucking history, guys. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just making a joke, by the way, guys. I'm not being insensitive. I fucking watched the documentary on Netflix and cried again, okay? And I remember yeah. where I was when the world stopped turning, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't fucking ask me. I know exactly <laughs> where I was. FIFA 22 banned you for being a terrorist. <laughs> oh, boy. Next uh, nugget here, Travis. The Taiwanese Games Rating Board has a new PS4 and PS5 listing popular co-op pve shooter deep rock galactic meaning that an announcement is imminent it actually i looked it up it actually looks pretty neat um i have to look it up it's a co-op um game you're like you're like dwarves and you like great yeah and you're like it's a shooter and you're like going to like caves and like mine shit and build shit i don't know it's cool why are we dwarves um why not are there trophies oh of course oh that i'm interested we can be Space cadet midgets. <laughs> Sounds like a Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. t- in-game TV show. Do the guns deep, look really big rock. on them because they're so tiny? Uh, I don't remember that part. I'll send you a trailer. The leading PlayStation 3 emulator called RCPS3 announced this week that every PS3 game and app can now run through the emulator. Although a big caveat, however, is that not every game can play on the emulator. And that is still point? a work in progress. They were just trying to say that, hey, we have every game on here now uh-huh. and it'll start. But now the next step is to get every game playing. Uh, so they're just showing that they're making progress. That's all. fair. Yeah. Media Molecule has added all of the content from Little Big Planets 1 and 2 to Little Big Planet 3 for free after having to shut down the older game servers due to security issues. Pretty cool then. The Resident Evil Village Castle and Village demos are making a comeback for Halloween and are now available on PS4 and PS5. Doom Eternal's Horde mode launched alongside update, or will launch alongside update 6.66 on October the 26th. Mm-hmm. Here's this clever, one. Clever. Oh boy. Website Gamatsu reported that Yudoweru Mano series publisher Aqua Plus has launched a countdown website for something that ends on October the 26th. Probably butchered that. Open World Survival MMO the day before, which looks interesting, will come to PS5 sometime after its PC release on June 22nd of next year. Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy will launch worldwide on November 5th for PS4 and PS5. Third-person shooter Knives Out Extreme from Chinese developer NetEase, or Chinese publisher NetEase, is headed to PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022. Looks like a mobile game. 3D platformer Demon Turf will launch on PS4 and PS5 on November the 4th. Publisher Curve Digital has rebranded as Curve Games, and they are the publishers of games like The Ascent and Human Fall Flat and numerous other indie titles. Free-to-play multiplayer dragon battle game Century Age of Ashes will release on PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022, featuring cross-play and cross-progression. That game looks and sounds awesome. (laughs) Rhythm action game Clang 2 will launch on PS4 and PS5 on November the 17th. 
Blood Rain revamped and Blood Rain 2 revamped will launch on PS4 on November the 18th. And those are vampire games, Travis. Get it? Revamped. Mm-hmm. Demon Slaying action-adventure game Infernax was announced for PS4 and will launch sometime in the first quarter of next year. The fourth entry in the finale to Season 1 of the Dark Pictures Anthology is called The Devil and Me. That's what you've been waiting for. <laughs> That's the, There it is. <laughs> Holy shit. Shoot 'em up game at Cotton 100%. Terrible name. Doesn't make we'll any launch, sense. It's, what the fuck? We'll launch it digitally on PS4 on October the 29th. Concerned Ape also known as Eric Barone, the creator of mega-hit life simulator Stardew Valley, has announced his next game called Haunted Chocolatier, and it will come to consoles at some point in the future, following Eric release Barone? on PC. The guy's real name is Eric Barone. He goes by Concerned Ape as oh. a developer. Yeah. Also, Among Us will come to PS4 and PS5 on December the 14th, including all previously released content and updates and cross-platform play. The PlayStation versions will also include Ratchet and Clank as playable characters. Newly rebranded Focus Entertainment has acquired Shady Part of Me developer. Mm, this is French. I should know this. Mm-hmm. Deux Dizem, which means, which means, mm-hmm. ten twelfth. Oh, I thought it was. I thought, no, I, sorry. It, that means I'm sorry. That's wrong. That doesn't sound great. Yeah, that's 12 tenth. That's what that means. It's French. Lost a word. That's 12 tenth. That's a stupid mm. studio name, but it sounds cool in French, yeah. I guess. Doozy Dicks. Doozy Dicks Mies sounds better. Doozy Dicks. Doozy Dicks. That sounds like a road. You drive out on that road, that's where you find the Nazi collaborators. <laughs> oh, man, I, I speak French. That's my people. <laughs> And finally, Travis, Epic Games Publishing announced that it will publish original games from developers Eyes Out, which is led by Corey Davis from Spec Ops The Line, and Spry Fox, the makers of hit life sim game Cozy Grove. And that is all for the news this week. I'll now turn it over to Travis for a very, very, very Mm -hmm. brief list of new game releases. Go ahead. On the 19th, we have Space Break 2. Tony and Clyde, which is the gay version of Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, <laughs> there actually might be. We have YouTuber's Life 2, because in the first life, you kill yourself. And then on this one, <laughs> you get a second chance. On the 22nd, uh, we have my friend Peppa Pig for you dads and moms out there. And finally, uh, we have the Dark Picture Anthology, House of Ashes. House of Ashes. All right. There's got to be more games than that, but that's all that Push Square had for us this week. So that's all the new games. Let's now begin to wrap the show up here, Travis, by discussing what we have been playing and if there's anything that we're looking forward to. What have you been up to? Well, you weren't on one night, and I was like, man, I'm going to grind on 2K, my team, and get up this Ascension board. So I bought a couple of guys and did a bunch of challenges and got like Vin Baker, got back to the Ascension board, which was my goal. And then the last thing I wanted to do was get a gold deluxe pack. Before the season ended, which ended yesterday. Yeah. So I uh, got back on the board. I had like eight picks. Mind you, I got to the very top of the Ascension board, which has three levels, on my first try. So I've been stuck there since the game came out. And I flipped <laughs> like, I literally flipped like 10 cards. I, yeah. I probably had half of the board uncovered. Didn't get anything. Like all I was getting was like 200 credits, like 300 credits. I wasn't getting like a double credits or 
a, an extra draw. I wasn't even getting fouls to get knocked off the board. I was just getting credit pulls. It was ridiculous. So that, yeah. was, that was annoying. Um, oh, yeah. But basically, I made all my credits I spent on the players. I roughly, I roughly made out about the same. Um, when you consider okay. what I made off the Ascension board and what I made by winning the triple threat games and whatnot. So it kind of bounced out. And then I got my gold deluxe pack the other day. And I opened it up, and um, the best thing I got was a 72 overall player, uh, which made me want to choke slam Ronnie and, and then put, like just shit on his forehead because like it's Fuck ridiculous. You, yeah, yeah, like you mean I got 42,000 XP, and the best thing mm-hmm. you give me in a gold deluxe pack was fucking Jawan Morgan, who's a 72 and he's a gold. That's retarded. <laughs> like blow me. So anyway. Other than that, I um, played a little GT Sport this week. Uh, Yuki Sonoda, who drives for AlphaTari in F1, put up a time at um, his home track in Japan. AlphaTari is, the race engines are Honda, so it was a Honda um, NSX was the car. And he did a time around the track. So I watched the video, and his time was like 2 minutes, 0.6, and I was like, I could do that. Like, But I can do that, I mean like, I can get in the ballpark because they did a challenge like a year ago with Max Verstappen and Alex Albon. And like when they did their times, I was like, yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) But this one, I thought I was within the realm. So a YouTuber I follow did it on his second lap. And I was like, oh, geez. Okay. Well, that must not be too hard. So again, I looked it up. I hadn't played the game in five weeks. I hadn't turned the game on. So I'm a little rusty. So uh, the, the immediate thing I find out is that car likes to slide when you downshift and it doesn't matter where you put the brake balance it 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 wants to slide so um i put the brake balance back to try to keep the the back end from moving which helped a little bit but my first lap i was eight seconds off which is a fucking lot yeah and i was but i wasn't going hard either so i was like all right so then i spent probably six or seven restarts where in the first turn i just lost control and spun out like Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm not kidding it was like first turn breaking point 180 180 kept making the same mistake (laughs) i was like why am i doing the same thing so i decided to drive a slow lap just to get around the track i was four seconds faster driving slow so now i'm now i'm four and a half seconds away from yuki i'm like all right so um i did a couple more laps i wasn't really that much faster so i went and started watching the people on the leaderboard so it's it's a worldwide leaderboard so everybody on there if you follow Gran Turismo, like uh, the world championships that they do, it's people you've heard of. It's like Igor Fraga is on there, who's like a legitimately really fast. James Baldwin's on there, like people that are really, really good, you know, sim racers. And I'm watching them race and like the the, the skill gap is unbelievable between like what I see and can do and what they can do. It's like, and the thing is, is the skill gap between them and our actual real driver is is just as big so it's like right. it's hard to fathom how far away you are but you know again i've been sim racing for like two or three years and they've been doing this for a long time so i should be slow but um they were running like 155s so i was 13 seconds off the world record <laughs> on my first Jesus. attempt which is usually I'm i'm within two seconds of the top time in my region so to be 13 off is quite alarming. But anyway, I got it down to um I got down to like 202. So I got down to about a, a second and a half, 2 seconds off of Yuki's time, which I consider to be pretty good. I was still 7 seconds off the world record, but 
you know, I cut the time in half from when I started to when I ended. So I was pretty happy with that. I didn't try it again. I probably could have gotten faster, but I didn't try it again. I, what I actually ended up doing was doing a couple of races. There was an, uh, the branch hat, brands, branch hatches, hatch, I can't think of what it's called now. Brands hatch. They have an indie layout and um, it's a lot of fun. It's really fast, but it's really good for slower cars because you can just drive them like flat out to the wall and like they don't, they're not powerful enough to like kill you. So you can like just do some pretty fun things in them. And they were using a, Alpine from the 1970s is the car that they gave you, which I happen to have. And it was <laughs> <laughs> so um, you want to talk about a slidey boy. It like did not want to drive. It, I was all over the fucking place. So I do the first race. I started 11th. I finished, I got up to fifth and I ended up finishing ninth because I did like a 180 in the middle of a turn. And um, <laughs> I was like, that was fun. Let's do it again. So while I was waiting, I was doing a time trial to try to qualify better, and I noticed that the traction control was on, which I'd never have it on. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I turned traction control off. And then as I'm turning it off, I'm like, this is going to be really hard to drive because like, with traction control, I was on ice. And I turn it off, and it handles like a dream. I don't know what that was about. I don't weird. know. Yeah, it was like the opposite effect. But um, I, I, was, like, I got like two seconds faster on my quality time, uh, got into the race. I was running like fourth for most of the race, and then... um. A guy from Mexico passed me. He just, he like, I had the racing line and he like nudged me out of the way. And mm. um, I was like, okay, that's fine. So whatever, I'll catch him. No, no big deal. I'm faster than him. And he braked really early in the next turn and I tapped him. Well, then I got annoyed. So in the next turn, I just pushed him out of the way. So fast forward to coming down the hill into the hairpin, he just ran me into the wall. <laughs> so that's how that race ended. But nice. yeah, so typical GT Sports exactly like it's always been. It's it's kind of dead to me. They're <laughs> they're, they're doing they're doing a season right now. I thought about doing it, but like I just I'm ready for the new game, and it's like it's hard for me to get motivated to play it. Um, at this point, it just it's been out for four or five years, and it's just like nothing nothing about it. It's really new to me anymore. So whatever. And then um, we actually played some Hell Let Loose. Um, mm-hmm. With some of the squad we've we've managed to find organically mm-hmm. through the server. Uh, last night was the worst game I played. Like I told you this morning, my ping was like 150. And um, when I looked at the scoreboard, a bunch of people's pings was over 100. I saw floating bombs. I saw spinning bombs. <laughs> the tanks were moving. Like they'd be moving normally. And then they'd kind of jerk backward a little bit and then jump forward. Like, mm. so... You know, I think that, that that was part of it was the connection because um, there's a few times I was shooting at people and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not hitting them. And then I would die. So I, I wonder if I'm I must have been lagging maybe. Yeah. But but towards the end of that round, I actually did play a lot better. I um I settled down and seemed to find a bit of a groove and we were defending a couple of spots in that town. So we were playing Kareem, Kar- Karine, Karen whatever. And um, I guess that's how you say it. I just, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I like that map. It's also the first time I've been on that map, so that might have been part of it too, is trying to adjust to the sight lines and mm-hmm. knowing where the killing lanes are and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun with that. We got to shoot some people. It was like the first time I'd experienced like a levelation on that game where we had people on a second and third floor of buildings. And, oh, yeah. You know, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, at the end of the game, it kicked me off of the server right at the end after the game had finished. It didn't give me any of my points, which is annoying. But yeah, I mean, the game's just a blast. It's so much fun. It's um, it's funny listening to guys strategize about where to go, where to be at, you know. And it's like 
there was a point where we all where we all uh, redeployed and dropped on an airdrop in enemy territory because we were trying to take over this capture point. And of course, they ended up taking the one we just left while we were over there. But yeah. it was cool to redeploy and land, and then like you know, see fifteen guys populate from different squads, and it's like, all right, you know, we're gonna go hit this thing. We're moving as a unit. You know, it, stuff like that's a lot of fun about that game. It's um, it's just so much different than the other shooters. I agree. Yeah, it, I'm still. I'll pick up there since you talked about it last, but it just it scratches an itch that other shooters don't. Even Battlefield and that sort of thing is just more methodical, more tactical, a little bit slower paced. I guess is the way to put it, but it's very enjoyable. I even like. I don't even keep track of like how good or bad I'm doing in terms of kills or deaths. Like it's not that t- type of game, you know, I'm just playing, trying to win and trying to play the role that I am in the squad or whatever. And I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And we, the, the other night, I guess last night when we played or whatever, we were kind of getting spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when we got back together, we, we were playing a lot better when we, you know, could get back together as a squad and uh, not be spread out on the map. but. Man, I love that game. And there's still maps that I haven't played, right. uh, I don't think. But, I mean, you can only pretty much play like one map a night because it takes like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half to play. So that's kind of the yeah. only drawback is that it takes a while. Like, you can't just play like a couple boards for 20 minutes and then go. Like, you just can't. So yeah. that's maybe the one drawback of the game. But yeah. really it allows you to be It allows you to be patient, though, which a lot of games don't allow you anymore. Even single-player yeah. games don't necessarily allow you to do that. But it allows you to be patient and think. And like yeah. strategize, which is nice. Yeah, I agree. It's a good point. And then I also played NBA 2K22 this week uh, quite a bit. The season wrapped up, like you said, and now we've got a new season. I played it some tonight already before we record, we're recording the show here. I'm at level 15 on the new season. Oh my God, it's been two hours. <clears throat> don't worry. Shh, shh, don't worry about that. I'm at level 15. I'm already on the top level of the Ascension board. <laughs> And <laughs> we gotta get you a hobby, <laughs> man. This is my hobby, and uh, so uh, yeah, it's very enjoyable. I'm I'm glad to have a new season of content. It was kind of drying up a little bit for me there because I was waiting on the new season to have some more challenges and stuff to do. So very very excited about that. Looking forward to that quite a bit. And I didn't write it. Forgot to write it here on the notes, but I mentioned the vampire game earlier, getting the 60 frames update in 1440p. So I downloaded that, wanted to, I'd played it for just a little bit a, a while back and I wanted to see what this upgrade was about. So I downloaded it, played it for a couple of hours this week and just to give it another shot. And I think the game is really cool. I think the premise is really cool. There's not a whole lot. I mean, there's not very many games that I've played in the past decade that are vampires. So the pre- <laughs> the, the premise is very cool, but I... Here's my problem with the game. It is 90% a dialogue simulator. It's like L.A. Noir on steroids in a way. Okay. So, so it's like being married. Yeah, it's like being married, yes. And there is combat and everything and, and all that, but it's maybe it gets, gets better the further you get into the game. I don't know, but I was having, the combat was very sparse for me and it was, there's just so much conversation and so many dialogue choices. I was like, oh my God, I'm just not into this right now. I couldn't do it. So done with that for now. 
done with done with that for a while. Probably not for now, but for good. <laughs> I'm not gonna go back to it for a third time. But uh, I did download Greedfall, which is like that RPG mm-hmm. kind of open world, like almost like The Witcher Three, like a poor man's Witcher Three. I did download that. It's on sale, so I got the PS5 version of that. I'm looking forward to possibly checking that out this week. Um, but I think I'm gonna get sucked into NBA 2K and leveling up the season because the diamond player Travis in the season is Adrian Danley from my Utah Jazz. So now gotta get that. Player. Oh, it's Alex English. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, I gotta have it. Gotta have it. So anyway, that's uh, that's about all we've got. So let's get out of here if you guys enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe and rate and review like thumbs up whatever heart on your podcast service or youtube wherever you're listening we very much appreciate it also if you'd be kind enough to share us with a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy a playstation podcast such as this where they can get all the news rumors and more in less than 90 minutes every week and then also don't forget to hit us up on social media we'd love to hear from you and just hear about the show or just talk PlayStation. Either way, it's all good. You can find us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, Instagram at the DualSense Podcast, Facebook, the DualSense Podcast, the YouTube is DualSense Podcast, everything. Just find us. And then also our website on WordPress, our blog. You can keep up with our episodes there as well. And also uh, our pretty, pretty little mugs, our pretty faces are, are there as well. So anyway. Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and listening, and we'll talk at you next time.